Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krakow, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 164 of the Thinking Like Boss podcast. This week, we are back for our unpopular opinion episodes. And when I get excited about sharing something, I have this like, I don't know if it's my ADHD or what it is, but I get so excited to say everything. I like want to talk so quickly at once and just get it all out. So I have to like try because this episode I feel very passionate about and I need to just like slow myself down. So what we're going to be talking about today is birth and how birth is so beautiful. And I know that this episode, I know I say this every time in the series right now, but this is going to ruffle some feathers. This is really going to ruffle some feathers. Some people are going to feel offended and that's okay because again, this is my personal unpopular opinion. Some people are going to want to disagree who are maybe in the medical field and that's okay because again, this is my personal opinion. Let's just get into this. All right. Without further ado, let's dive into episode 164, Birth is Beautiful. So I wanted to just preface this with my book, Drawing the Line, How to Achieve More Peace and Less Overwhelm in Your Life is going to be coming out March 29th, very, very soon. I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it. And right now I've got so many cool bonuses and different things going on. I'm not going to share all of them because I'm just trying to think, when is this coming out? Yeah, I'm not going to share all the details. However, if you would like to be a part of the launch team, so being able to get an early copy of the book for free, if you want to be a part of getting my course for free, Ferocity Over Fear, which is to help you learn to tap into your mama bear intuition, your God-given mama bear intuition, and begin living from a place of feeling fierce confidence rather than from a place of feeling fear. I'm giving that away for free too. So all you have to do to be a part of all of these really cool things that are going to be coming up soon. And I'm being super vague because I can't share it all right now. But if you go and you pre-order my book on wherever you buy books, if it's Amazon, if it's Target, Walmart, um, Books A Million, Baker Bookhouse, my publisher actually has the book and they're offering it for for 40% off with free shipping too. Um, If you go and pre-order my book and you email it over to podcast at katecrackle.com, I am going to send you a code to number one, get my course for free. And also you will be in the know of when you can get your free book because you're going to get a free physical copy before everyone else. You're going to be able to read it before everyone else. There are also some other cool bonuses like an audio book and I'm not going to share it all again. But anyways, so my podcast, I just want to share this first. It has been the Thinking Like a Boss podcast for so long, right? And we've, I've given you guys tips and tricks and business to help you think like a boss. However, with this new book coming, with me closing down my business, with me jumping into mamahood full-time to homeschool the kids, 
we are going to be shifting. Like we're still going to be talking about how to think like a boss, but we are also going to be shifting more towards how to draw the line, how to set boundaries, how to speak up, how to be unapologetic, how to live life in alignment, how to learn to tap into your God-given intuition because we all have that God-given mama bear intuition, whether you have, whether you are a mama bear or not, I should just say that, right? Whether you have kids or not, we all have it. Women have this beautiful ability to feel and to sense things. And I'm sure men have it too. However, I think women are a little bit more in tune with it. So um, I do talk about that in the book. So anyways, let's just dive in. Okay. So first of all, where this is coming from. I did an episode right after I had Drewy, a little bit about, I, I shared my birth story, actually. I shared my birth story. And then after sharing it, I had a little bit of time to process what actually happened. And I had a lot of different aha moments. What I realized was that for so long, I had been really afraid of birth for pretty much my whole life, I should say. I had been really afraid of birth. And it was because of these outdated misconceptions and just ways of thinking that were just sort of implanted in me from what I heard people talk about, what I saw in the movies, what I heard in the media. And I didn't realize until maybe it was like a month or two months in from having Drewy about, it was like a, this big awakening of, wow, what I thought birth was, was for my entire life was actually completely different. And all of these realities and truths, I could see perfectly clear. And I so wish that I had been able to see those sooner. And that's why I want to share this today, because I would love to be able to be that sounding board for someone who maybe wants to have kids in the future or is pregnant right now or is thinking about having an additional child. And maybe you thought very much like I thought for a long time being very afraid of birth and afraid of the whole process. And again, I want to help you awaken that ferocity, that mama bear fierce confidence rather than leaning into fear. So I have a couple of different bullets for you. And number one, what I want to start with today is just talking about war stories. For some reason, is it's almost like once women have babies, they feel that they have this privilege of being able to talk about how hard birth was, right? And it's this really unhealthy habit that women do rather than focusing on this beautiful baby that's out and how amazing it is being a mama and nurturing and growing this human. It's all about like, let's share war stories. And I love hearing birth stories. I love hearing birth stories. However, most of the time, and I'm just going to say this because I think this is true. And I think a lot of women, again, it's an unpopular opinion, will agree with me. Many women exaggerate. Yes, there are traumatic. I'm not going to negate that. There are traumatic births. And I know several people who have had very traumatic births. And that was not exaggerated at all. However, what we have to stop doing is making it appear like it was this terrible thing and really just looking at the beauty of it, okay? Yes, it was hard. However, if it was so terrible and traumatic, women would not be having babies still, right? Like think of, <laughs> think of um, like if it was so horrible, I would never have had a second child. If it was so horrible, I would never have had a third child, right? Look at the families. Like there are a lot of families that have multiple children. And if it was really that horrible, I doubt that they would, they would have just gotten said, okay, I'm going to get my tubes tied or I'm going, making my husband go and uh, get snipped. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? If it was so horrible, people would not be making babies anymore. So what we need to do is focus 
focus on the beauty of birth, the connection that we have with our baby, the beautiful process of yes, before anything, anything that is worth something in life, there is going to be pain. There is going to be suffering. And we have to just accept that, okay? So what I often hear, and I want all of you guys to just stop it, okay? If this is something that you do, this is something that, and here's, it's never too late to stop. So if you are the type of person, and this is gonna sting for some people who are like, oh my God, I was in labor for 75 hours or I was in labor for a whole week and it was so awful and blah, 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 blah. We hear this constantly. We hear people and every time it's funny because after we hear someone say it, my husband, like he rolls his eyes and like, like later on, he's like, oh, here we go again. I was in labor a whole week. Here's the thing. Yes. You could say you were in labor a whole week. I could say I was in labor a whole week. However, I don't choose to say that because I count and yes, you could technically, you were in labor for that amount of time. However, to first time moms, that sounds really scary. Cause when you think of labor, you think of being in the hospital, you think of like pushing. And I had to recently correct, I think it was even my dad. Cause he was like, your mom pushed for like 20 something hours to get you out. And I was like, wait a second. You mean she was in labor for 20 something hours or she actually pushed nonstop for 20 something hours? Cause I don't think that's actually possible. And maybe it is, I don't know. And he was like, oh no, like from like start to finish the hospital, right? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, exactly. So with and like with Annabelle, Annabelle was very textbook. We got very lucky, although she came three weeks early. But like my water broke in the middle of the night. I went to the hospital and like start to finish at the hospital was 12 hours. And here's the thing. We had a doula come to our home and teach us to give us like a birth 101 because we didn't know what to expect. And the one thing that she stressed, so she was a doula slash nurse practitioner. She had worked in the hospitals delivering babies for like 20 years. And then she decided she wanted to be a doula and give people sort of both sides, right? So not just what the hospital pushes, but also what a natural sort of doula, definitely doula (laughs) pushes. So she said, what I'm going to advise you, if you take one thing out of this, what I want you to remember is do not force birth. Okay. Do not force it. Do not go to the hospital until it is so unbearable that you feel like you like can't stand or can't walk or can't breathe anymore. Okay. Wait, because if you go early, what's going to happen is they're going to start hooking you up to IVs. They're going to start giving you fluids. You're not going to be able to eat. So you're going to start getting weak, all these different things, right? They're going to start giving you medication medications, hooking you up to things. And it's going to make it really uncomfortable where you could just labor at home and then deliver the baby at the hospital. So when my water broke, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to keep sleeping. And then I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to eat something. And I think we like did our taxes. We did, we were like doing a whole bunch of work. We waited many, many hours until I was like, I cannot bear this anymore. I can't walk anymore. Like, you know when you're ready to go. And then 12 hours later, she came. I did everything the way that I was taught, you know, getting the epidural, getting the Pitocin to speed things up. When, because here's the thing, after you get an epidural, it slows everything down because your body is now like calm. So it slows it all down. So then in order to push the baby out, they got to give you Pitocin. So again, she was right. The more interventions you get, that will lead to more interventions, okay? So then with Charlie, uh, we expected her to come early. I was in early labor again about a month before she, a month, actually exactly a month before she actually came. 
not to get graphic, but plug was lost, started to dilate a month before she came. We thought she was going to just come early like Annabelle, was getting contractions, which were Braxton Hicks. Right before her due date, I think it was like a couple days before, maybe like a day before her due date, we went to the hospital because my contractions were really speeding up. We're getting strong. I like felt like I couldn't breathe anymore. I was four centimeters, but I was, I'm so grateful to this day. I'm so grateful that that woman who was on call did not take me. She was like, nope, you don't need to go yet. You can wait a lot. You can wait a little bit longer. That was on a Monday. I waited until Friday. Most women will say I was in labor the entire week. It was unbearable, but I don't tell people that. So what I tell people is, yeah, it, you know, I was feeling like it was starting. However, it was bearable. I was fine. I was still walking around. I was still going to Starbucks to do my work. I was editing my book there. Yeah. It, you know, I was a little uncomfortable. We could say I was uncomfortable, but I was not dying. Okay. And many people will make other women feel like laboring at home is dying and is the scariest and hardest thing ever. So I knew because by, that was a Monday, by Friday, my contractions were getting so strong that like I was, you know, I was taking my breath away. Then I went to the hospital and by then I was like six and a half centimeters. They gave me an epidural right away, gave me Pitocin and then she came right out. So it was very simple birth. Again, yes, it was painful, but birth is going to be painful, okay? Like, there's no way around that. So again, we do not need to share these war stories because all it's going to do is scare other people. We need to just talk about the beauty of birth. So that's my first point for today, okay? Birth is beautiful. Ditch the war stories. Talk about the beautiful parts about it. I'm going to share more about my birth with Drewy because that was completely different. And I will share that towards the end of this because I want, I want to get into a little more detail with that. But that was by far my most beautiful birth. And if anything, I will say enjoyable. And I never understood because I one time heard somebody say that birth was enjoyable and I didn't understand it. And I get it. I get it, get it, get it. Hey guys, interrupting the podcast today to tell you about Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocer that I have been using for a while now. And I just shout them from the rooftops because it's where we get all of our organic, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free products. And I want to offer you something really special today. If you go on over to my website, katecracko.com forward slash thrive, I put together a little walkthrough video to show you all of my favorite things that I buy from Thrive every week. Yes, I literally have an order coming to my house every week because shipping is always free. And it's so much easier than having to go to the store and carry out bags and bags and bags of groceries and spend hours looking through all of the ingredients. They have everything on the app. It's so simple. And you can see how much money you're saving each time. I just did an order that was $54 and from that $54 order, I saved $38. Crazy, right? 
It's a huge savings each and every time. Again, a great place to get organic groceries really inexpensively. Go on over to my site, kcrackle.com forward slash thrive. Click that link to sign up. And when you do, you'll get 30% off. You'll also get free shipping on all of your orders. You will get a free gift, your first order. And almost every order, you will get another free gift. kcrackle.com forward slash thrive. Okay, so my next point for today is that birth can be dangerous. Here's the thing. This is crazy. The United States, out of like the top 10 developed countries in this world, the United States has the number one maternal mortality rate, okay? And do you know why that is? It's because there are so many interventions. That is one of the reasons why. You can Google this. You can go do your research. Of course, some of it's going to be censored. You have to really dig to find the information. However, you will find that out of the top 10 developed countries, the United States is number one. Insane. And there's something so wrong with that, right? It does not need to be that way. So birth can be dangerous. Okay. When it is forced that, so people try to knock people doing home births and doulas. And honestly, it's a pretty safe way because you are allowing the baby to push its way out. You are not forcing birth with tons of interventions. Okay. We just have to say that we got to put that out there. They make home births seem like it's the end of the world. The mom is not going to survive. However, I can see why they are becoming more popular. And you know what? People did it years and years and years ago, right? Because you are not forced to do all these things. And yes, nobody is forced. However, if you are not informed, it is easy to just say yes to everything and to not really understand because they don't tell you unless you really ask to see inserts. They're not going to tell you what's in all these drugs they're putting in your body. So this is how it can be dangerous. So I'm going to share with you when we had Annabelle, after having Annabelle, she was very, very jaundiced and we had to go and take her for all these follow-up visits to like continually get her bilirubin checked and she didn't get like blood done out of her heel. It was so sad. And what I didn't realize after is that one of the, one of the reasons why, most reasons why babies are jaundiced is because of the vitamin K shot that they give them in the hospital. That is to help them blood clot blood on their own, but that causes jaundice. Oh, okay. So that's why that happens to many babies. Charlie, when I was just about to have her, they had given me more Pitocin and then out of nowhere, her heart just completely dropped and all there was a red alert. All the nurses started running in and they're like, you got to push this baby out right away. Maybe her cord might be wrapped around her neck or something like that. And she's not, cause she's not breathing. Push her out right away. No cord around her neck. She was completely fine. What it probably was, but nobody told me was that heart dropped heart rate is from Pitocin. Okay. Because Pitocin speeds everything up so that the baby pushes out. And no one told me that your baby's heart rate can completely drop from it. So these are some ways that birth can be dangerous, right? And they don't tell us these things. The other thing was after having Annabelle and Charlie, I cried uncontrollably. I felt very disconnected. Didn't really feel, I just felt, I felt like a zombie. I felt out of it. And you know, people will just say, oh, that's just birth. Cause like your body went through something really traumatic and you know, it was a lot of work and exhausting and blah, 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 blah. Well, what I didn't know until this time was that because here's the thing with baby Drewy, I did not have an epidural because I did not make it there in time for the epidural. And I felt after having him, I felt euphoria. 
I felt like the highest of highs that I have ever felt before. I felt so connected, so happy. Like I just wanted to get up. I wanted to walk, get up and walk out and go home. It's like, I feel great. This is crazy. Like, why do I feel so good? It felt really, really good. And what I didn't realize until after the fact is that because you don't see the hospital, the inserts to these drugs when you're at the hospital, unless you request them, is that the epidural has fentanyl in it. So basically you are coming off a high after you have your baby. You are, this is detoxing out of your body. Your baby also, and maybe they'll say that it doesn't cross bloodstream. I don't know, but I mean, it is very likely that it does get into their bloodstream. So, oh, that makes sense. Now that I had one unmedicated birth, I can understand now why I felt so incredible after. I felt amazing. I, and to this day, I feel so connected to baby Drewy. So again, I'm just sharing my side of the story. Anyone can disagree. That's fine. However, birth is really beautiful. And I think that we are, again, taught that it has to be a certain way. And we're maybe not even taught, but it's just sort of passed down that these are like, this is standard. This is just sort of what happens. And we don't question or look for a different way to do it. And guys, it took me five years almost five years, right? To see that birth could be different. And it took me having a third baby to see that. And before I remember like people telling me like, oh, you don't have to, you can say no to anything. You don't, you can decline. You don't have to say yes, even to like your OBGYN visits, you know, you don't have to go to all of them. Like they try to, you know, have you go to all the checkups, but you don't have to. And I just was like, but the doctor's telling us we should. So we should. And this whole pandemic has also gotten me to do more research because I've seen all of the discrepancies and just the false advertising, I want to say, and um, just the lies that we've been told about all of this and what's working and what's not working. I just, just had a conversation with a friend this morning and, you know, we were just talking about, remember when they said if you were vaccinated, you couldn't spread or get COVID? Like, oh, like we see, like everybody trusted their doctors because their doctor said that. I knew all along that that was not the truth and why I chose not to get the vaccine. But everybody chose to just trust their doctor. And we were talking and she was sharing how everyone that she knows who's vaccinated has gotten even more sick than she was. And um, how they're a lot of like several of the people she knows her their unvaccinated family members didn't even catch it, which is just wild wild, wild, wild. But anyways, that could be a whole nother episode talking about that and trusting, trusting the science and trusting your doctors and how you've just got to do your own research. You've got to do your own research. I had a, an appointment with my functional doctor yesterday and she was sharing, she was so good at all the research and finding all these studies and said she saw vitamin D. It's like a protective factor actually. So if you are high on vitamin D, that actually can help protect you from catching the virus, which is, wow, how amazing is that? Like I knew that it could help when you had it, but it's actually a protective factor too. So anyways, I'm not going to get into all that right now, but functional medicine is amazing and is so worth it. Oh, I just, it has really changed our health over the last year having her help. So yeah. So again, my opinion, birth can be dangerous when all of these extra interventions and things are put into place. Um, So something else that I wanted to talk about is C-sections and inductions because 
I had always been uh, like, again, I'd always like sort of just trusted science and been like, oh yeah, like, you know, if the baby's doesn't come by due date, I'm just going to get an induction because the baby should be out by now. Like, I don't want the baby to get too big or whatever. And that's all really a myth, right? You are a healthy individual. There's no reason why you need an induction. So basically with baby Drewy, I asked the doctor, I was like, hey, so can we schedule, if he's not here by due date, can we schedule an induction? Because I really, to be honest, I wanted to be home for Annabelle's birthday and I really didn't want to miss her birthday. And they were like, totally. So we scheduled the induction so that I could be here for her birthday. And another reason why was I was having back labor at that time. And um, it was getting so intense. It was like two weeks straight. I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sleep. Nothing. It was just the most uncomfortable thing. Um, I had never been that uncomfortable in a pregnancy before. It was just the way that he was sitting, I guess, on, I had, what was it called? Sciatica. Sciatica. I sound so old when I say that. Sciatica. And the way that he was sitting on the nerve, it was just like intense pain for two weeks. So made the appointment. And then as soon as I made it, I just had this like, ah. Like feeling like, don't, Kate, don't force it. Remember what the doula said years ago, five years ago. Don't force it. Allow the baby just to come. Like, don't force it. Don't force it. So then I, I was like, all right, let me do a little bit of research. And I started seeing how often when healthy mothers who are not at risk have an induction, it ends up leading to C-section. And I actually found a study of 42,000 plus births. Um, It was on Biomed Central. It was published in 2016. And what they concluded was that the induction in medically uncomplicated women at term carries a more than doubling risk of C-section, emergency C-section. That's crazy, right? More than doubling risk of emergency C-section. So when a healthy woman just decides... For whatever reason, sometimes the doctors, it's convenience, right? To just, oh, then I won't miss the holiday or this or that. Um, or there's this time of year, I know there's so many babies that are coming in. So let's just schedule because this will be an easier day. There's more than a doubling risk. Because again, it leads to inducing, leads to forcing a baby out that is not ready to come out yet. And we need to just let them come out naturally. So I decided to cancel after reading that decided to cancel my induction and try to just breathe it out and um there were many times where I was like I just want to call and just see if they can just like give me Pitocin or something to just speed this up because I think it'll come out right away but I kept hearing that still small voice which is God say Kate like don't force don't force, don't force, don't force. Just let him come out when he wants to come out. I actually called the hospital because I had all this pain in my thighs. And she was like, that's actually a contraction. Sometimes women get it in their thighs. So I went to the hospital that night and I was already like six something centimeters. I didn't get any interventions, no interventions. They did break my, there. she was like, if we break your water, he might come out right away. So let's do that instead of like speeding it up with Pitocin like they had in the past. And what happened was it sped up so quickly that I have time to get my epidural. And it was the most beautiful experience. It was the most pain, it yes, was painful. However, what I will say in hindsight, it was not that much worse than when I had my epidural. Because with an epidural, you still feel everything. But without it, yeah, it was painful, but it was fast. It was so fast. I didn't have to push. And I read this before where babies, I forgot what it's called. It's like something, maybe it's spontaneous birth or something 
where the actual contractions, like this is how your this is how a woman's body is made, is that the baby is supposed to be able to push itself out. The contractions are supposed to be able to push the baby out. So technically, in during birth, you actually aren't supposed to push. I know it sounds crazy, but this is what many doulas and natural medicine will say is that the baby will just come out. And that's exactly what happened. I stood up and I was like, oh my God, I feel like the baby's going to pop out or something. Like, ah, this is so painful. And they were like, they look and they were like, oh my gosh, his head, like he's crowning, sit down. I sat down and then I had a contraction and it was so painful. And then he literally flew out on the table. The doctor wasn't even there. They had to like, the nurse had to like catch him. It was the most beautiful experience. And again, when I think about it, all I have is like happiness and it makes me want to do it again. I, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but like it makes me because the experience of just like leaning into the pain and just allowing the baby to naturally come most beautiful experience. And all of my births were beautiful, but this one by far was the most beautiful. And I just felt so connected right away because I didn't have fentanyl. So I'm going to end this here. This is a really long, this ended up being really long for an episode. Um, But again, my unpopular opinion, birth is beautiful and it should not be forced. Do not let anyone scare you into saying like, I was quote unquote a geriatric birth because I was 36 years, no, 35 years old when having the baby. So I was quote unquote high risk. There's no high risk. I'm a healthy individual, no high risk. So I did not need to be induced. I did not need interventions and perfectly healthy baby. He actually is so cool. He came out as a mermaid baby in the call. I guess you have multiple bags of water and only like the first one, there's multiple pockets of the water. And only like part of it she had broke. So he came out in the full amniotic sac. How cool is that? It was the most fascinating thing ever. So anyways, if you like this episode, please share this. Please share this with a mom-to-be or someone who might be thinking about having a baby. Again, birth is beautiful and we should not be afraid of it. And you need to just trust your intuition. Do not listen to the war stories. Please, if you are a war story teller, please reconsider it. Please just think about talking about the beautiful parts of it. You know, you can share that it's hard because of course everyone's going to believe it's hard because it is hard. However, please don't share the traumatic parts or what you see as traumatic. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.